Are you a goal setter? Have you thought about planning and preparing for a new school year? That's what we're going to talk about today on Equip to Be. Friends, I love goals. I love setting goals. I love creating all that space. It doesn't always work, but I find, and research backs this up, that when we have a plan, when we have something that we're aiming for, we're more likely to hit it. So it made me think, uh, because I recently did a new segment on this for parents, on planning and preparing for the new year. Now, some of you feel like it's time to say good riddance. It's been a hard year. Maybe you've suffered a loss, a family member has passed away, or there has been some form of financial setback, or maybe an illness or a diagnosis, or just maybe things just haven't worked right. And you really can't put your finger on it, but you know you want the new year to look a little different than the last year. Well, I have to say there are some years where I could not wait for the year to be over. It was a grueling year for me, and I had been pretty much seven consecutive years of real hard. And as much as I tried to plan, my plans always fell short. I never reached the pinnacle of all of my planning, and you might not either. But I have found, and like I said, research bears that when we plan, we're more likely to accomplish more than if we don't. So in the segment that I did, some of the parts that we focused on, and I thought, well, this would be great for our podcast, for you, because we're all in the same place of kind of like wrapping up a year and beginning a new one. So whether you're listening to this at the end of a, a calendar year or end of a school year or just end of a hard season, I think you will find the strategies and the suggestions helpful, no matter where you are or what, whatever the date is on the calendar. So let's just dive in. Goal setting can be overwhelming. There's so many things to focus on, isn't there? You've got your kids, your marriage, you've got your work. If you're working outside of the home, you've got the budget. That can be a challenge in and of itself. But we want to approach this and be as effective as possible. So here's some of what I do personally, and maybe it will help you. There's lots of great books out there, and I'll list some of them in the show notes because they have shaped and influenced me. You know, we are in season, and as I throw out some ideas to you, if they're applicable, write them down and start implementing them. And if it's just not your season, don't worry about it. Don't get stressed out. One of the things that I often say is you don't live somebody else's life and you don't plan your family the way somebody else plans theirs. Your family's different, your life is different, and your season is different. Know your season and live your season well. I always start with reflection. I think back on the past year. Why is this important? Well, there's a key element that I have found. So often we look back at all the things that went wrong in this year. The car broke, the washer broke, the rent went up, groceries tripled, what, whatever it is. We, we look at all of those and we think that's how we base our goal setting. And maybe it is a little, but I like to look back at the past year. I like to spend some time reflecting on what was good and right with that year. 
In our case, we had children. We celebrated birthdays. We celebrated many, many milestones that are my kids' story, like my daughter being able to go overseas and shoot fashion in Paris. That was a huge accomplishment for her and a celebration for our family. And my son being nominated for four Emmys and winning two. So that's a big milestone. That's a huge accomplishment. Some of our other kids have received other awards and accolades in the things that they're doing. And like I said, we celebrated grandbaby birthdays, family birthdays. And so I like to look back and see what has God done in our family? And then what has God done in my life? My faith has been so strengthened this year. Part of it, as I look back, I see for the probably one of the first times in my life where I actually exceeded my limit. Now, some people will say, oh, yeah, you should push yourself beyond your limits. I think there is something to be said about that. But friends, I'm going to say you have to know your limits. And I don't just mean stretch yourself to learn more or grow as a person. I mean, know your limits, because if you push past the core of who you are and what you're capable of doing, I'm not talking about being scared or or not being willing to try new things. I'm talking about physically, emotionally pushing yourself beyond capacity. When you do that, you will crash. And that is what happened to me. For all of my years, I have pushed and pushed and pushed, set big goals, accomplished much. But this year, I struggled more. And so as I'm planning for next year, I spent time thinking about how I structured my year. And I would like for you to consider doing that same thing. The other part when I reflect and what is good and right with my year is it puts me in a mindset of gratefulness and thankfulness. Because while some hard things really did happen and days were difficult, when I focus back on what was good and right, maybe it's the relationships with my kids or progress in a relationship with a kid or in your marriage or with those that you work with, your mindset changes. And instead of everything being bad and horrible and difficult, you see, I think if we just make some minor tweaks or some major tweaks here or there, we will see a significant improvement in how our family operates or how we get through our days. So reflect, consider what some of the accomplishments were. Maybe you started a new job or you had a baby or a grandbaby. Maybe you got married. Maybe you paid off some debt. Write those things down. What accomplishment and challenges did you face and overcome? Or what accomplishments would you like to face And what challenges would you like to face a little differently next year? Identify the areas that you want improvement or change. Maybe you want to get up early to exercise or you want to start planning your day the night before so you're not rushed in the morning. Maybe you want to have a better work attitude. Maybe you want to schedule when you're going to do things around the house more efficiently and effectively instead of it being scattered. 
And maybe you want to spend more time away from your devices. Just unplug. Now, for me, I always like to also include what I want to accomplish in my a walk with the Lord. What chapters, you know, maybe I'm going to read through the Bible in a year, or maybe I want to memorize certain passages of Scripture, or maybe I want to serve more. I want to get involved in more community projects or outreach projects. I identify those areas as well. And the other thing, when you're looking back and reflecting uh, what needs to be improved or changed, maybe it's stop overscheduling your day. When I was doing the news segment, that was one of the things I focused on is when I hit my limit, I mean like not hit it, when I blew past my limit and completely crashed, something that I noticed is that I had truly overscheduled my life, like all of my life. And a friend of mine actually challenged me to do a time assessment. Have you ever done that? Have you ever considered like really thought about how long every task that you do in your day with your family, with your work, how long that actually takes. I haven't done it in a long time, but because I was at a depleted stage in my life, she sat down with me and asked me specific questions, things that I really didn't consider because it only takes a few minutes. Oh, it's just going to take me a couple seconds. It's just going to take me five minutes. So some of the things that she had presented to me was, how long does it take to feed your dog or take the dog out for a walk? How long does it take for you to clean a toilet? How long does it take you to sort laundry, to put a load in the washer? How long does it take for that to wash? And then how long does it take for you to bump it? And then how long does it take for you to dry it or iron it? And yes, I do iron and steam a lot of our clothes. But I started putting a time like, how long do I actually have to take to prepare a meal or grocery shop or put away the groceries? How long does it take in the morning to brush my teeth, brush my hair, get my clothes on? How long do those things take? How long does it take to check your email or to send a text or to call your kids? Here's what happened. And this will probably blow you away. It absolutely floored me. So by reflecting on what had happened in my year, I was able to identify changes needed to be made for the coming year. So what ended up happening is she just said, add up all those minutes that you said only takes a couple minutes. And I did. And she said to me, what is your number? I said 39.5. And all of a sudden it hit me. I was trying to put 39.5 hours into a 24-hour day. <laughs> Does that sound like a little bit like your schedule? I have read all the productivity books. I have read all the how to maximize everything, how to outsource, how to offload, how to minimize, how to be effective. I have learned all of those things, but it slipped away from me this year in particular. And I had thought, oh, you know what? I just try to fit a 36-hour day into a 24-hour day because there's like a book about that. And it hit me. Maybe it will hit you. You have 24 hours in a day, no matter how you slice it, even with daylight savings time, <laughs> you still have 24 hours in a day. Are you overscheduling your day? If so, where? And if where, what are you going to do about it? Another area you may want to improve or change as you're reflecting is in how you speak to others, how you serve others. Do you serve anybody? Do you serve others? 
Are you careful with your words? The other step I take is I consider very carefully what worked well and what didn't. Was the great schedule I put together, did it work? If so, how well did it work? And if not, how much do I need to adjust it? Do I need to start over? Do you need to start over? How can you realign your day so that it really works for everyone in your family? And that is possible. After you have taken some reflection time, parents often ask me, so then what do you do? You know, you've identified all these areas. Then what do you do? How do you actually take the next step? Well, you have to set clear and specific goals. And for you to do that, they've got to be measurable. We can't throw out an arbitrary, I'm going to lose 50 pounds, or we're going to do school for so many hours a day, or we're going to do this many math problems, or we're going to spend this much time playing a board game or doing a family activity, whatever it is. I I just want to get your creative juices going here. You've got to make them specific. You've got to make them measurable. And here's what I do. I take just a journal, just a notepad, and I write down like all the roles I play. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a grandma. I have the podcast. I write. I speak. So I wrote every one of those roles that I play out. And I just listed one thing I would like to improve in each of those areas. I believe, friends, that this is key. Often we identify too many things that need to be changed. Our list becomes so long with what we need to change or how we need to improve that we make it less than 21 days into our great goal setting and we finally give up. That's why I have found making them specific to the role that I'm playing. Maybe it's, I want to do one nice thing a day for my husband or text one child, whatever it is. It's just one thing per role. After you've done that, you've got to ensure that your goals are relevant to the family values that you have. If they're outside of who your family is, it's going to be in conflict and there's going to be constant tension. So when I said earlier, don't follow other people's paths. They're not yours. And so many look at folks on social media or with big platforms, and they seem to have it all together. But I can tell you from experience, what you see online isn't reality. And I mean that with all respect. But you're watching somebody else's highlight reels. And often, they're not even real which is funny because they're called reels. And I know it's R-E-E-L versus R-E-A-L, but be careful when you follow a quote influencer. Even me, when I give you advice, when I give you suggestions, notice that when I'm doing this, I usually say to you, I want you to consider something. I will rarely tell a parent, you must do this. Or will I tell a child, you must do this. I will say, honor your parents. I will focus on those specifics. But I will rarely say, here is your three-step plan, because I don't know your family values, and your family isn't my family. Your spouse isn't my spouse, and your kids are not my kids, and you are not me. So I want to exhort you to consider making sure that the goals that you establish 
that they align with your family values. And you're not going to know that. You have to go back to a different episode. And I think I I did an episode on what does your family stand for? Who are you as a family? Because it's your family, your values, your path. So when you set realistic and achievable goals with a specific time frame. Now, remember I said, if you set too many goals, you're going to burn out. You're going to give up. You're going to quit. Nothing's going to change. And we'll be having this conversation next year and you'll be like, nothing changed. Well, that's true. So we're just getting very specific here. You've got to put a timeline to it. Today, I will add one thing and that's it. And then maybe after I've gotten to the discipline of doing that one new thing, I will add another thing. So the time frame of realizing it takes time, takes days, hours, minutes for a new habit to be formed, for a bad habit to be broken. See, we all tend to think, and I'm not, I told you about my day, not because I'm superwoman, because I straight up told you I crashed. But we all tend to think we can fit more in our day than it's humanly possible. And we're constantly working to pare that down. And I would maybe encourage you to do a time evaluation. How much time are you spending in the carpool line? How much time are you spending doing things that you probably aren't being as productive as possible, but you're spending time doing things that really make your heart happy? In order to do that, you've got to put away other things. And if you're too busy and packed, you don't have that margin in your life. But you will be surprised when you do a time evaluation how much you're fitting into your day, but you'll start to also see how much stress and anxiety is building up within you because you're constantly running and chasing and trying to keep up with the to-do list. Can I just say, don't forget about self-care. I don't mean being selfish. I'm just talking about making sure you have time for your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. I know as a mother of many, You pour and pour and pour, and oftentimes you don't get poured into. You're waiting maybe for somebody else to pour in, and they don't. You've got to take time. It may only be for a quick walk or a few minutes to just sit in silence and meditate or to pray or to take a hot bath. It doesn't have to be long, but it does have to be intentional because if you don't schedule it, Chances are all the needs of everyone else will eke out that time that you need to fill your own pitcher so that you can continue to pour out. So while, you know, setting goals is vital, it can be hard, can't it? So we want to break the steps down. We want to break down our goals into actionable steps and we just make them smaller and manageable. So if it's, you know, you want to, by the end of this year, which is 52 weeks, no matter how you slice it, it's 52 weeks. If you want to break it down into months and then weeks and then days, that's how you break it down. It truly is that simple. But often when we're in the planning phase, we get too abstract. We get too big. We, you know, everything is about dream big. Well, you can dream big, which would be 52 weeks, but you have to put actionable steps into that time frame. Otherwise, all it is is going to be a dream, which is a hope, which never gets fulfilled. So how many times a week are you going to work on that stated goal? Are you going to walk? Are you going to exercise? Are you going to spend time just pondering? How many times a week are you going to spend running kids here and there, or maybe with your spouse? How much time do you want to take for that? How much is needed? 
And where do you want to be in the next year? Does that make sense? How long is it going to take for you? I want you to be thinking here about the tortoise and the hare, okay? You can run around frantic like probably most of you do because I'm guilty of it. The hare is just running here, there, everywhere. He's scattered. And the tortoise is just plodding along day after day doing the next right thing or the next thing on the schedule or the next goal. And eventually the hare doesn't make it because they burn out, but the tortoise gets there oh so steady because it's just one foot in front of the other. That's how we do it. That's how we break it down. And you want to determine when you're setting new goals, is there going to be additional cost to this? And if so, where is it going to come from? And will you need the support of others? And who will those others be? Write those down. Write them down, whether it's a planner, whether it's a journal, whether it's on your phone. Write that down. Be very specific about that. If you're going to sign up for a class or your child's going to do a class or you want to do something just for you, where will those extra dollars come from in order for that to happen? As I have said this, I I want to be mindful. You have to monitor your progress because if you don't, you're going to find your motivation waxing and waning a little bit. So you want to monitor your progress. So track it. At the end of every week, on a Friday night or a Saturday morning or a Sunday night, kind of think back over the last week. Did you accomplish the things you wanted to accomplish? If not, what didn't you accomplish? And if you were close, what can you adjust to fulfill that for the next week? See, here's is where we get into the minutia of it all. If we didn't even get to it, why didn't we get to it? Did we allow other things that weren't scheduled, that weren't planned, that didn't align with our family, did that cause us to get derailed and to not even address it? Or did you set an unrealistic goal that needs to be modified or changed? And the only way you know that is when you take time to monitor and think about and track your progress. And at the end of the week, as you're reflecting on that past week or past month or three months, celebrate whatever accomplishments you had even if it's just a personal accomplishment that you met. Involve your family if it's a family goal that you all have achieved. But you have to remember that you've got to be flexible and willing to adjust. Things aren't always going to go as planned. Things happen. Life happens. You hear this all the time. It's in every planning for the new year book, which is why I'm always hesitant to say new year, new year. You don't just start off new you new schedule, and it instantly goes into effect. It's truly a process. And it's one that we have to adjust as our routines start to change. And there will be times where we have to pivot. I know I've talked about this before, but there's freedom in the pivot, friends. When you are planning out, maybe a good time for you to do this is right after the Christmas holiday where you have maybe, maybe you've got some time off to sit and think and analyze and consider where do we want to be as a family at Christmas time at the end of 2024? Because if you're like me, 2024, I believe, is going to go by just as fast as 2023, 2022, 2021. I just feel like, in general, things are moving so fast. And if we do not gain control over it, somebody else will. Somebody else will grab our time and will hijack our plans. And we have to be very intentional and diligent to keep that from happening. Yes, there are things outside of your control, and that's okay because you're going to teach your children how to be flexible. 
Flexible is good. I hope, my friends, that this has been helpful and insightful. I hope you've got some true actionable steps as you're thinking that are simple, not complex. And as you plan and prepare, always make sure you pray and you ask the Lord, is this what he wants for your year? Does this align with your family values? And is it the best for your family? I would love to hear some of the creative ways that you are making some changes in 2024 or whenever you're listening to this podcast. I'm going to be praying with you and for you that you come up with a plan that encourages not just you, but the whole family so that you're not the same, you're better, your family's stronger, your relationships are healthier. All the areas that are important to you, you see substantial growth in. Because that's how we are able to look back. Like I said when I started the podcast, I start back looking at the previous year or the previous time frame and see what was good and right. Some of those you will have had a direct impact in. It's because of today, the decisions you're going to be making in the next few weeks. Sometimes it's not, but it's always good to think back and be grateful and give praise for what is good and right. It sets your mindset and you become more joy-filled and more hopeful. So thanks for tuning in, Equipped to Be. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and, you know, please share it with a friend. I'm going to ask you if you would please kindly leave a review. Those really help our podcast reach more people. And you've probably heard this with every podcast that you listen to, but it really does matter. And I would greatly appreciate you telling your friends about it. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Equipped to Be, and we'll see you next time. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.